Hey there, Cape Cod. It's high noon on Wednesday, and time for the next episode of Life with Gwen. I know that we usually don't take a break in the, the day, but today we'd like to do that, and we'd like to talk about games. Let me start this with a very quick story. Um, there's a staff auction every year for the Cape Cod Times Needy Fund, and we are lucky enough to have uh, one of the Cape Cod Times, uh, Cape Cod Media Group employees, Mark Bergeron, who he and his wife, Sherry Bergeron, Hi. Uh, own a, uh, co-own a toy story in, toy story, boy, that's a lot of movie, a toy store in Brewster. And they've brought some of their most fun games and uh, to show us a little bit about how they're played because we're noticing that a lot of people are staying home with their friends and playing games. So Sherry, how about if we start with um, the uh, game you have right here on the table, the Super Scrabble. Absolutely, thank you for having me. Um, the Village Toy Store is a very classic toy store. So we're very retro. So when you come into the toy store, you will see um, games that you played as a child. Um, and then, you know, what's kind of nice about that is that you come in and that you buy the toy and you go home and, and the game and whatever, and you go home and, and you already know how to play it. So it's a lot of fun. So if you remember. And it usually comes back to you because whatever you play as a child. It does come back. So one of the, the games that we can have, you know, as we get a little bit older and the kids can still play because they're learning how to spell some of the younger ones, but we have Super Scrabble. So this Super Scrabble is basically double the size of a regular Scrabble board. So you not necessarily make longer words, but you can play a little bit longer. The board is twice the size, has twice as many squares, twice as many tiles. And then, you know, the, the rules are the same. So you just get to play Super Scrabble in a really super big way. Of course, I thought it immediately meant big type Scrabble. <laughs> so, but can you turn that around? Because it's amazing the length of the word on the back cover. Oh, absolutely. The boxes are fun. One of my former colleagues here uh, as a child was on one of the Milton Bradley games. Mm -hmm. So he's, uh, he's frozen in time whenever they play. Right, right. So again, we have this at the Village Toy Store. It runs around in the, in the mid-30s. And uh, so we have that. And would you like sure, me to continue? Sure, I would. Sure. All right. Uh, we have Monopoly. Everyone remembers Monopoly. So we have a company uh, where I order all the classic games called Winning Moves. And it's just kind of nice because everyone can come in. The uh, tokens are still metal. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite one was the iron. Yeah. <laughs> well, I see the iron here. Is there a picture to show you which other ones are in there? Oh, uh, let me see. See, what are we looking for? Because I remember seeing stories about how they were changing out some of those tokens. Well, this is again the classic. Uh-huh. So let me throw my cheaters here and see if they have well, I don't really see. I guess we still have the dog. We have the thimble, the car, the iron, and Sorry to say, that's all I can see on this particular board. Maybe I'll well, I heard there might be a, a cat coming so um, on the classic Monopoly. But, you know, I've also seen the Monopoly in so many versions of it, uh, Star Wars and, and uh, several of the popular cultural mm -hmm. takes on it. And it's still the same game. It's just different tokens. And then some of them even 
uh, different uh, squares for a while there. Right. You could get your town. Mm -hmm. I know they were selling those here on Cape Cod too. Mm -hmm. So it, um, it's interesting to me that you have all the basics and they're, uh, everyone knows that I'm, I'm, you know, very much pro local business. So I know that you're in Brewster mm -hmm. and there are at least two other local stores uh, mm -hmm. on the Cape that, that sell toys and games. And um, in the interest of having some place to go when you want to shop, um, I, uh, I'm always urging people local, local, local. Um, so they're in Mashpee and uh, in Orleans, I believe. Mm -hmm. Correct. Right. So tell me a little bit, have you had occasion to see people um, you know, the millennials and, and maybe the generation after them getting together to, to play um, different games? Absolutely. Uh, a lot of folks, you know, being Cape Cod, you're very touristy. So, you know, when you've gone to the beach, you've gone to dinner, you, you've walked the beach one more time, and it's 7 o'clock. <laughs> and it's still light out. And it's still light out. So we find that we have a lot of families coming in buying games. So, you know, not one family can ever agree on a movie. I mean, there's only three of us in my family. We can never agree. So, but we can agree on a game. And uh, so I think that's a lot of fun. If you've if you're got the whole family together, you can watch TV anytime. Are there popular certain games that are particular popular, particularly popular with different um, age groups? There is. You can, um, if most of the ages are like 12 years old and up then you can and i'll show you these these are the escape room games so you have the abandoned cabin and you have the forgotten island and what's kind of neat about these games is that the most popular game out there right now within the malls are the escape rooms so this is your escape room home version so you can stay home right, in your pajamas. Right, because I know in Mashpee uh, Commons, there, there is a, a real-life 3D version of this Correct. where you can uh, become part of the, the team that's escaping from the mm -hmm. room. But now you can do it at home. Right. So Thames and Cosmo has come out with, um, so far, six titles. Mm -hmm. And this one is one of my favorites, The Abandoned Cabin. So the story starts out, you're in your car with your friends. It's raining, of course. Um, so your car breaks down, no cell phone coverage, yada, yada, yada. And you find yourself going to an abandoned cabin spending the night until you can get your car repaired the next day. Well, since it was nighttime, you didn't see the bars on the window and your door was locked. Um. So the very next day, you get this little booklet in here like this. Plus, you get yourself a secret decoder and you get your first riddle. So... I'm actually getting flashback from this because uh, I don't know if you've stayed in those cabins down uh, on Route 6 in Truro, you know, right between Route 6 and, but they're really spooky. <laughs> I, uh, I could see that, that I wouldn't want to be playing that game in, in that uh, area. I remember I had to put my Stephen King book outside the door so that uh, I could sleep. Totally get that. <laughs> that's a very realistic one that you seem to like. I can't, just, I can't say that's probably one of my best sellers probably because since I have played it, so I know mm. every morsel about it, but I try to explain it at the store with um, not giving any clues. I was going to say exactly, exactly. So that's hard to do. But in the um, Exit the Games, there are three 
original titles. They're all award-winning. And then they've come out with three new ones about a month ago. And this past week, I just ordered two more for June and two more in August. So they're um, really growing quickly. They are. They are fifteen dollars. They're a That's one. Very reasonable. They're a one-time use. Oh right, right. Because not only do you know the answer, uh -huh. but there are certain things in here you have to cut. You may have to draw. You may have to fold, um, punch out. Everyone's got its own little three other secrets that mm -hmm. even I don't know about in all the new games. So, but really super fun. Um, people come in, the customers, and they go, so what do I need, a DVD player? Do I need my phone? I'm like, you need one thing. And they look at you with their mouths open. I'm like, just your brain. <laughs> that must be a great um, like hostess gift or a present to bring along because it's it's literally a consumable game. Correct. You know, and uh, it's, it's something where they probably don't have it and, mm -hmm. and they're going to use it and then consume it. So, um, you know, as people are downsizing, it's nice to have something that, uh, that right. you can have a lot of fun with and then, and then let go, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But uh, now, have you brought us other things? I see? have, I have. I got uh, three bags of tricks for you. So if you really wanted to be quite simple and quite easy, we have passed the pigs. <laughs> This sounds familiar, but I don't think I've ever played. So. No, I haven't played either, but we do sell a lot of them. So as you can see, the pigs are really little. So you got real little teeny pigs. And when I go to Toy Fair in New York, I've actually seen pigs probably like this big. So I can imagine being on the beach, in the backyard, having a cookout, and you're rolling the pigs. So these pigs in particular, you score points by how they land. I was going to say, you better give us the premise of this because, you know, this thing about uh, big pigs on the beach leaves me saying, what? I know, I know. So I haven't really seen the big pigs on the beach, but I have heard lots of stories of how um, potential in-laws have become the best of friends by the woman having this particular game inside of her pocketbook. So over here, That's you know, pretty interesting. I know. They really, lots of people share. So we have, you know, like the, the leaning jowler. So you would get 15 points. You have the snouter. So if he's, you know, with the snout on the front okay. and his back feet up, you get 10 points. I should tell our friends out there. First of all, let me remind you guys that uh, we would love to hear your comments if you have a favorite game or if you have any questions about what Sherry's explaining and what she's explaining right now. Let me see if I can get it up high enough for the camera. Is that the scoring is dependent on the position that the little plastic, I'm assuming they're plastic, mm -hmm. pigs land in when, when you uh, toss them. This right. is like dice with pigs. Absolutely. Can you shoot craps with these things? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, you know, the customers will come in and they'll say that it's like, oh, that's a drinking game. And I basically tell them, um, <laughs> Not in my store, it's not. <laughs> I basically tell them that you can be drinking on, on Go Fish. <laughs> yeah, no. I, we have a, a message, and it's a message for you. Yes. Uh, Kitsy Dewey is saying hello to Sherry and that she misses you. Hi, Kitsy. I saw so. you at the grocery store yesterday. <laughs> it, it's always weird for me when you meet people at the grocery store that you know from work, for example, mm -hmm. because it's like the teacher, you know, when they're out in public. It just feels strange. It's just mm -hmm. an odd situation. But I, I bet between having the game store, having the toy store, and also uh, working with the Audible uh, Ledger, 
um, that you know a lot of people because I know that I met you when I was volunteering for the Audible Ledger to read um, features from the from the mm -hmm. newspaper, and uh, you have a lot of uh, public appearances and that kind of thing. Right, right. So, <laughs> uh, Kate Fowler is telling us that she loves beach games. So we Perfect. have the pigs. Of okay. Course, I guess she'd want to put down a tablecloth or something because it feels like those pigs could get lost pretty easily. I I would guess so. Um, you know, but maybe they'll land up better on on a flat surface. We'd have to try them out. <laughs> okay. So I I now know that there is okay. uh, pig tossing in my All future. Right. It's a really exciting thing to know. All right. And um, I noticed the the sign for beach games. Tis not my season right now. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> so basically, most of that's all pretty much packed away. But I understand that um, there's, you know, between uh, frisbees and, and baseball and um, what else do we have? We have these little trampolines that you would put a ball on it and you'd have to bounce it and then you have to like go back and forth. So I can't really remember the name of that. Like there's more than one trampoline and they have to bounce the ball. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like playing catch but with a trampoline. Right, and it bounces and you have to put it back. Um, we also have ring sticks in stock. That I, we do. And basically it's uh, these two round rings. One glows in the dark and it kind of looks like a plastic sword in a sense. And you would take two of them and you put them together and then the ring just pops off to your opponent. And hmm. then you just have to catch it and just keep popping it back and forth. Um, we also do a lot with Waboba. So, you know, Waboba is a company that has beach balls, ah. but they're small. So you can play um, like a lacrosse game, but you play it in the water. So this special Waboba ball sells pretty much for $10 that it will bounce on water. Wow. So it's really kind of cool. Impressive. We sell cases Are of they them. heavier or are they more like an inflatable? Um, they're kind of squishy. They almost feel like a stress oh, ball. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what's kind of nice about them is that, you know, you don't, when they get water, they do get a little bit heavier, but you can do, um, um, there's, they sell special bats for that. And it's really a, a big seller for us for the Waboba. Oh, know, interesting. So it's really all beach stuff. Well, now we're ready to not only toss pigs on the beach, but to, uh, <laughs> to play other games as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. That sword game sounds fun. So again, we have um, charades, but we have charades a whole new way because it comes with a chicken. <laughs> so how much fun is charades typically, but now you have a chicken for it. So in this particular um, charades game, you have 10 seconds act out charades with a squeaky chicken. So you can bend it, balance it, twist it, or pull it. So the whole idea is to get your friends stop laughing long enough to guess what you're trying to do. Now, do you, so. is it required that you use the chicken? Of course. Chickens, okay. <laughs> chickens are just fun. We even have these little, um, you know, if you're a little kid and, and, you, and you shoot a rubber band off your finger, you pretty much get in trouble. That's right. But the Village Toy Store sells these chicken flickers, so it's a chicken and you pull that back and you never get in trouble for flicking <laughs> a chicken. Uh, what else do we have? Oh, so yes, I was impressed that you brought three bags of games. I did, I did. Excuse me. <coughs> so getting um, to another side of games. So this is an actual puzzle. So it's foul play in Cabernet. This is a mystery puzzle. So as you can see, you would assume that would be your puzzle. 
it's not. So you read the story up here. You have this, it shows you a picture of a little book, and inside of the box is a thousand piece puzzle. So you read the story. It's maybe eight pages, you know, maybe like half the size of a piece of paper. You take clues from your story, you put the puzzle together blindly, and then once the puzzle is together, you solve your mystery, your murder, your your poisoning. But whatever. you don't know what the picture is going to be. No, you interesting, have, right? So it gives it a little bit of spin because puzzles are actually very easy. You just follow the picture and you follow the colors. You make your frame, and that's how it all works. I think it depends on where your talents are because I actually have no <laughs> spatial ability at all, and uh, you know you lost me out a thousand pieces. Absolutely, but I can read the story because I good at reading comprehension. Perfect. So. And then once you've uh, solved your mystery, you turn around and you they have the answer for you, but you actually have to take it and put it in the mirror and read it backwards. So you have to put it together on some kind of a sticky board? Nope, that's, no, it's another little booklet. Oh, and I see. So it tells you if you were correct in your solving. I see. So looks like we have so, more notes. Yes, we have some more notes. Hi, readers, thanks for coming in. Uh, Jane Reed Wilson is a friend of mine from Philadelphia. She said, uh, happy memories. Anyone remember Mousetrap? Absolutely. You? Yes. Yeah. Yes, we have had some requests for Mousetrap. Haven't found it yet, but I will. <laughs> Why don't you, um, if you remember, tell us the basics. I mean, I can see the cover in my mind, but I can't remember playing it. So, Oh, um, if I can remember correctly, with Mousetrap, you, you have to roll the dice or spin the spinner, and you actually go around and you build the entire mouse trap uh -huh. as you play the game. That's the whole idea. And then, you know, you have cheese, you lose cheese, you gain cheese. And then once the entire mouse trap is built on the board, then you actually get to like do a lever, press the button, whatever the case may be. And then the marble, the steel marble goes all the way around. And then your mouse is underneath. If you built it correctly, you get it in the first try and your mouse is trapped. Early STEM learning, huh? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Science, uh, technology, uh, engineering, and math. Do I have that right? It sounds good to me. It's what we're all looking for in education, and building that mousetrap sounds like it was part of it. Right, right. We have uh, a greeting um, from Jeanette. I can't quite see it, Patty. Jeanette Keith um, Pompey. There we go. Pom uh, uh, from South Dennis, who lives in South Carolina now, where it's snowing. Wow. But we're sorry about that, Jeanette. We have <laughs> <But> rain. <laughs> it looked like we might have snow. We were a little worried about it for a couple of days. But yes, I, I'll bet that's a surprise down in South Carolina. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So one more of the, um, of the mystery puzzles. There are seven titles. So this one's a recipe for murder. How appropriate on the food uh, editor, so you bring me a recipe for murder. Unfortunately, he died before he ate. <laughs> oh, well. It gives you it that. It happens. It does. <laughs> and then we also have grounds for murder, where it happens in a, it's in a coffee shop. And I had to That's chuckle. Clever. I had to chuckle because my daughter says, Mom, it says you have to percolate your ideas. So I had to explain what a percolator <laughs> did. <laughs> How old is your daughter? She's 24, but again, oh, yeah, when, was the same last, price. when was the last time anyone used a percolator? percolator? Yeah. My 80-year-old um, uncle uses, he's he's faithful to it. Oh, you know? I bet he but makes that's the, the only time. So once a year, 
there's a birthday party for everybody, and that's when we see the percolator. Perfect, perfect. My so, mom used to do salt and eggshells, so we take out the bitters. Right, I, I've heard that. So mm -hmm. I wanted to talk a little bit. Now, I know that you focus on the family games, but we were talking uh, about apples to apples, which was very popular for a while and was a family game. Um, in fact, we have a comment, so I'll stop myself. Sean Campbell says, Monopoly is a family favorite next to life. Oh, I couldn't agree more. No, I used to I, love life. We the little carry car. Life. Yes, yes. And, uh, and all those things that could happen. You get married, you get kids, and you know, more pegs in the car. Nothing better if you had to get a second car for the rest of the kids. Wow, I had I never reached that point. I did. <laughs> I did once in my life, I remember. And we do carry the classic version. I believe it's 1940. So oh, it yep, actually comes exactly. in the big box. You got your little spinner, and it's all original. And um, yeah, and we even have like original Clue with uh, Colonel Mustard. Oh yeah. And uh, uh, Professor Plum and all of them. And I think it came out like 1949. Yeah. It, it's you know what's amazing to me is that uh, games are are so creative. You know they have rules, but then they have um, just a little bit of room to bring your own creativity into them. And I loved that about uh, apples to apples, mm -hmm. uh, where why don't you tell it because you're the expert. You know? I don't really know a whole lot about apples oh, okay. to apples. Well, uh, it's you have cards with uh, with words on them. And one person is appointed the judge, and then that moves around. And the judge has one card that has a word, and you have to match it as closely as you can with what you happen to have. Mm -hmm. And then the judge decides which one is the most appropriate match. They had a couple of uh, versions. They had the junior version where you get easier words, but we played it as a family so much that we found that we were all working on the same version, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's interesting because if we go into – the, the trending, it's, um, you know, studies are showing that adults are getting together for game nights, and it's not just families, it's it's uh, groups of friends, mm -hmm. and uh, they're playing games like, uh, and I know this is going to make you wince because we talked <laughs> about it before, but uh, they're playing games like Cards Against Humanity, which is a very adult version of uh, Apples to mm -hmm. Apples, and uh, it can be a little bit embarrassing. Um, it, uh, one reviewer called it the, you know, it's related to apples to apples, but it's the cousin you don't take out at polite parties. <laughs> so it's a little risque, but very popular when I was asking around uh, one of the um, Barnstable uh, High students that I work with here um, had said, well, that's the game that they're playing, you know, mm -hmm. at the high school. So, and um, I know that it's usually um, on the list at some of the, the friends parties that I know about. Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of different uh, choices. Some of them so complex, I feel like I could never get into them. Mm -hmm. Like, I think you, what was the one you mentioned? Something about Catan? Mm -hmm. They have Sellers of Catan, um, Ticket to Ride. Uh, we will, um, when we go to Toy Fair next month, I know that there's an actual booth that sells all of those. So we're going to get a little bit more into that. And uh, so, you know, adult games, mm -hmm. you know, something that you would build empires and, and things of that and role-playing mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and I have noticed that the, the, the community is getting involved in gaming nights as well so uh, oh we have a comment about uh, cards against humanity 
from Sean Campbell. This is not, not a family game unless adults have, uh, have you tried Cards Against Humanity? Absolutely, um, uh, Sean, uh, not a family game. We're sort of shifting into more of adult gaming nights. Um, although and that, that never comes out right when I say that. Let's just say uh, gaming nights, parties where you get your friends together and, and play more um, adult games. Right. Uh, now, I know, too, that uh, that some of those games are like charades with the chicken, although that seems like it could be a family game as well. Absolutely. We only carry family games. Uh, we keep it rated very G um, at the Village Toy Store. It's, it's, it's a toy store. It's kids. It's yep. family. So it's very G rated. <laughs> Absolutely. We're not trying to be a bad influence. It's no, just no, that no. <laughs> I find it interesting that... The age group that is is playing now. Oh, I've got some advice here. Grown-up games, and that's true. The age group that is playing now are playing the role-playing games and mm -hmm. and uh, uh, empire-building games. Mm -hmm. And but interestingly, playing them as uh, board table games as opposed to playing them um, on the computer. And it's uh, my husband was always into games. We had a game room nice. um, that had a, a table laid out. And, you know, you'd walk in and there'd be a, a battle with all those little soldiers and everything, you know. Lord help you if you accidentally uh, threw something on it. <laughs> but uh, but it's interesting to me that people are now making this a, a choice for their, for their entertainment, you know, mm -hmm. rather than going to a movie or to a club. You know, once a month they're getting together at someone's house to play games and have snacks. And I, of course, I brought us popcorn, but I was thinking that the problem with popcorn is you get it all over your hands and then you, um, and then you, uh, I was distracted, Sean's back. Hey, Sean, uh, Pictionary, yes, you told me there's a new version? Oh, well, yes, there is an, uh, an updated version. And basically, instead of using paper like we all did, it comes with a, um, a white erase board. Oh, great. So that's pretty much the, the only difference that I can see. So everyone's got their own little white erase board and a little marker and stuff. And, uh, so anyway, that's that's the only changes I can see. Well, right that, now. that's environmentally, you know, uh, we're, we're, better we're than the green. other. Right. <laughs> so, so here's a popcorn, which is not green, and yes, you do get your uh, fingers kind of salty, and then I'd be worried about getting it on the game pieces. So I have to tell you that uh, um, one of our neighbors, when the kids were growing up, um, uh, the wife was was Asian, the mom, and she said. Well, why is that a problem? She said, uh, don't you use your chopsticks? And I thought, no, I never thought of eating popcorn with chopsticks. I went home to try it the next time we had popcorn. And I have to tell you two things. Your fingers stay clean and you don't overeat. I can you imagine. <laughs> Unless you're really good with chopsticks. It's, it's pretty slow, you know. Okay. So we have about five more minutes. So if you want to make a comment uh, about your favorite childhood game or your favorite adult game, um, grown-up game, you guys know what I mean. Um, please uh, send that comment in now if you're watching live. If not, you can recap this and, and watch it on our Facebook page. Uh, but it's it's a great thing to get together and um, and spend time because the games also, I find, and you play with your daughter, I find it, it sort of uh, um, is a catalyst for conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and and even the, these are great games, but uh, if you go to the games that require like the role playing, the team building, um, it people really get into interacting, and I think right. that's a lot of fun, you know. Mm -hmm. 
So. Now, can I show you a couple more games? Yes, please. Perfect. Okay. I don't want you to leave without the uh, showing me the bar game either. All okay, right. So we have Racco. Everyone remembers Racco. It's been around forever. So it's a it's a card game for up to four people, and the whole idea is to get them all in numerical order. Not as easy as you think when your card turns around and somebody else has already discarded it, played it, whatever the case. So. Um, you know, you have your little number cards like this, and then you put them in your in your rack. So, but they come in all mixed up, and you have to do the, the philosophy of it. Somehow, all. I think I lived through the '80s without playing that game. It doesn't oh, sound at all familiar. I love Racco. And then the the best part with Monopoly, if you don't have time for all that, we have Payday, which Payday is a very much oh, a I classic Payday. too. And um, a couple of mall games. Right, and then of course we I have, love this. Um, over here, this is, I got the little box here somewhere. So shut the box. We have shut the box for singles, and then we also have shut the box for up to four players. So over here, as you can see, you have your, your box, you have your numbers, you have a, a pair of dice, and we'll let you do this. So the whole idea is to roll the dice and to get your tiles down but you can only put down up to two tiles. Okay, so this is going to also make the STEM people happy because it involves math. Absolutely. All right, so do I want to go, uh, I can put two down, so do you I want to go with the one and the three? I would. Okay, there because there's got to be a strategy here mm -hmm. about how often uh, it comes up. Whoops. Oh, oh well. Up. You got so it? There you go, okay. yep. All right. We'll do this one There we go. All right, so now okay. you have a seven. All right, so we're going to have to go with the seven because uh, I've already used right. the uh, three, or I could have gone with six and one. You could have. So now you have an eight. Okay. So let me see. Uh, I have a six and two, but I can get two down. There you go. Because I guess the, the goal is to get them all down, all right, right? Now you have an 11. Uh-oh, that's going to be a problem because uh, my three is gone. See, my... my Two is gone. Oh, I'm stuck. I think we're done. So oh. the whole idea is I just lost to get all the tiles down, and whoever has the least amount of points up wins. But again, this is a 12th century game. It's been around for years. Um, fishing boats, and, and you said it's also a bar, kind of a bar game. It's easy it to is. play and mm -hmm. and simple to use. Well, thank you so much, Sherry, for joining us today. Thank you. Um, I wanted to get a game expert, and I certainly did that. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's going to be, um, I'm afraid, a few more weeks, months of winter and snow and all that icky stuff. So I can't think of anything better than, than a selection of games and, a, um, and a, maybe a bottle of wine, a little bit of cocoa, whatever your pleasure is, to have a great evening. And I'm going to keep going to the auction and trying to win those games. Good, I'm glad. Thanks or so much for coming. Store. That's right. I'll just come to the store. Yeah, but if I do it to the auction, then then it helps the community as well. Absolutely. Thanks Thank for you. being here. Thanks for watching Life with Gwen. And stop in next week, Wednesday at noon, to meet our next guest.